Okay, people, tomorrow morning, 10 a.m., Santa's coming to town. Santa! Oh, my God! Would you please tell him that instead of presents this year, I just want my family back. Rudolph, with your nose so bright, won't you guide my sleigh tonight? It must be magic. I must find some way to keep Christmas from coming. Nobody's walking out on this fun, old-fashioned family Christmas. Isn't there anyone who knows what Christmas is all about? True, Charlie Brown. I can tell you what Christmas is all about. Seeing isn't believing. Believing is seeing. The best way to spread Christmas cheer is singing loud for all to hear. Good afternoon, and welcome back to another episode of Tis the Podcast, the podcast that's determined to keep the Christmas spirit alive 365 days per year. I am Anthony. I'm Julia. I'm Tom. How's it going, y'all? How's December going? It's going. bloody fast. Yeah, that's it. Ain't that the truth? It's a consensus of everybody I've talked to, and I've asked more people this lately because I'm curious, that like this Christmas feels like bonkers fast. And so I'm a little concerned that every year we ask people this, people are going to be like, no, this year feels faster than last year. And this year feels faster than last year, which I know we always say, but like it's like a shared experience and I don't understand it. And it's weird because you'd think you would think because the Christmas creep is real and the mm-hmm. season starts earlier and earlier in terms of when things go up in stores and on Hallmark and everything. You mm-hmm. think that would make you feel slower or longer, but it does not. So this is interesting and I wonder if it's regional or if you'd even know. So family and I were in Target around December 4th doing our advent activity that day, which was pick out your ornament for the year, right? So we went to Hallmark and we got them all from Hallmark, but then, you know, we're going to go by Target too and see what they've got. And all of their display Christmas trees are 70% off mm-hmm. on December 4th. That is not the case in my Target. What the actual crap? Why? Like, I've never seen that happen so early and I don't understand why You're, you may remember a few years back we got the christmas tree that i love so much on sale <laughs> stupid early and we just carried it out without a box i don't know why they do it do they do it every year i don't know i th- i do have like for me i think my theory is on why christmas is going so fast for us this year is we're entering into a rat race again like our Christmases have been very calm and slow, you know, since the pandemic started. And mm. now we're in the midst of of all the things. That's, that's true. A, that's a good point. Maybe it's like the first Sarah and I, clear Christmas. Sarah and I went to a sold out showing of Elf at the Alamo Draft House. And How it was, was that looked really cool. Magical. Oh man. Magical. They gave you props and hats and candy canes and little bells to jingle when they're singling singing. And they gave you scratch and sniff cards for like maple syrup and the perfume that Buddy gets sprayed with and everything like that. What? And it was very much and the whole theater saying Santa Claus is coming to town at the end when Santa's sleigh was trying to get oh, to fly. Oh, that's magical. It was awesome. It was an awesome experience. What an experience. We need those here. We need an Alamo Draft House closer. We really do. Holy, I would totally 100% go again. Like if I saw they did it again next year. Like it was just magical. It's fantastic. I'm so happy for you. And everyone burst into applause when, uh, what's his name, told uh, James Kahn, told the publisher, eh, up yours. And he chose (laughs) his kid over the publisher. It was great. It sounds like you've hmm. wanted to say that at work a few times lately, Anthony. To say the least. To say the least. <laughs> People have been choosing violence with me lately. Oh, no. <laughs> Wait, what do you mean they've been choosing violence? You know, that's a saying. Like People have just been choosing the extremes with me lately, getting under your skin. and My 11-year-old has woken and up all, the last few days. And, and, and all I want to say is good afternoon to all of them. <laughs> Good afternoon. Right. <laughs> Suck my dick in, son. 
<laughs> oh no, it's a Charles Dickens reference. <laughs> I'm gonna bypass asking how your Decembers are going and ask how's Advent going. We've been doing a new book a night. So we wrapped 25 books, 24 books, and we she gets to open one a night. And we read that book. Ellie or Chrissy's got a Christine bought this kit and it's got like something new you do every day. And we're doing Mary on the mantle, which is where Mary moves around and she's doing things to prep for Jesus's birth. And she's Mm -hmm. got a little bag and you pull it out and it's got something for you to do um, every day to make the world a better place. And it's been magical. Oh, that's so fun. That's awesome. Although Ellie came home and was telling us all about her friends doing elf on the shelf and all the things these elves do. And um, she's like, you just buy it and it's a magical toy. And the elf will go around and they get into, and he gets into mischief. And if you do something bad, he'll write you a letter about your naughty behavior. And uh, I really want to do this. I think it's cool. And if it's the parents doing it, just don't tell me. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. How's your advent going, Julia? It's going good. So far, um, well, we did sort of miss a night. (laughs) We're doing okay. We're sort of making it. We are we are six days behind on our Jesse tree, which means we haven't even started it yet. And I'm struggling, but I'm not feeling too bad about it because you know, good for you. So much you can do. But um, but it's good. So we've done like ornaments. We had a movie night tonight where I made marshmallow popcorn, which highly recommend delicious and wonderful, just extremely sticky. Um, Christmas light looking in hot chocolate. Oh, you pop popcorn and then you do a mixture of mini marshmallows, butter and brown sugar, and you melt that in the microwave and then you spread it over the popcorn and mix it up. So it's just, it's like a stickier popcorn ball deconstructed. Okay. Hmm. It is delicious. Sweet and salty. So good. I also know you have a very cute advent calendar. Oh, man. Yeah. So that's just the family advent calendar because we're advent calendar crazy in this house. So when we went to Ikea for a marching competition, we picked up two chocolate Ikea advent calendars and gave one to my parents. So we have a piece of chocolate every day to split between all six of us or whoever actually wants it. And Jude has this Disney book a day. So it's like a little mini book every day of the month which is super fun but we have a disney calendar which is one of my favorite and it is the cutest thing don't tell don't tell me what today's was i didn't open today's i behind i won't it's so cute though so it's classic disney characters and holiday attire i also have that one and they are adorable I also have the Marvel and Star Wars ones, and they're also in classic Christmas attire. Like, we have this little gingerbread Iron Man. How cute is he? That came out of the Marvel one. Oh, that's adorable. And uh, yesterday, because I'm behind on all three advent calendars, got Snowman Darth Vader. Oh, he's so cute, too. Look at his nose. So, they really, I feel they stepped up their advent calendar game this year. Yeah, it's good, because... Like by the third Harry Potter one, I was They're like, all the same. There are, they are. some repeats, folks. Yeah, and in the past they had a Marvel one in the past, but they didn't have the Christmas outfits, and they do now, and they're so cute. Like Thor has Miel Nur wrapped up as a gift, like the top Aww. of it. Yeah. Who's he gonna be able to give that to? Not many people. Vision or cap. Yeah, not many people. And I do not have Mary on the mantle, Tom. Well Groot. Oh God! So uncomfortable. I, you know, it's the first thing Marty said when he watched it. He was like, "Why?" But did he lo- did he love it though for Drex? He did. He loved it. I may not marry on the mantle, but did you all know that Julia will appreciate this? A twenty four has a shop. A twenty four, the film company, has a shop. No. And I looked online. They sell beautiful, like bound leather script books for like some of their movies, and they sell like different things for all their movies and i don't think you've seen this one yet but they saw this beautiful die cast metal marcel the shell which i got in the mail today <gasps> he is adorable Cute. and that's an amazing movie by the way that may be okay. in my top 10 of the year oh need to watch yeah. it then. So. do they have a snoop on the stoop at uh, the old a24 <laughs> have you seen that one 
I have seen that one. Uh, did y'all finish your Christmas shopping? Almost. I did today. I just need to get your stuff in the mail, you guys. And I finished finish you guys today? before anyone. Oh, yeah, I'm not. I'm waiting on y'all still. I was hoping it was in the mail today, but it was one of Christine's orders. I got part of y'all's in the mail. Ooh. Are we going to actually open on camera this year? Every year we I try to so. live stream it and it never works. I hope oh, so. Yeah, that's always tricky. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. But today was a good day because I rewatched the film we are covering tonight, which is the 2022 film Spirited, Apple TV original. You wait for the day, you prep for a year. And when the big day is finally here, you take a jerk and work to turn them around. You show the man life and you hope for the switch. And when it goes off without a hitch, this Christmas train is party bound. Bring on the chili up, holiday synopsis a musical version of charles dickens story of a miserly misanthrope who's taken on a magical journey which is accurate but doesn't even begin to get into how awesome this movie is so let's run through the casting credits real quick and then we'll go into overall thoughts and then dive deep into this film so this film was written by and directed by sean anders and sean anders he's done a lot of like raunchier comedies he did sex drive he did horrible bosses too both daddy's home movies so we've actually covered him before Mm -hmm. um so that must have been where he made the will ferrell connection this movie stars will ferrell who needs no introduction on this show because he still holds he's one of the few who holds a top a perfect 10 score on our list for buddy Mm -hmm. the elf and elf it co-stars Ryan Reynolds, who I don't think we've covered. Boy, it so. sure seems like we have, but I don't think so. I just think I've seen Ryan Reynolds in so much, I assume we've covered something with him. Yeah, that's it, probably. Are we all fans of Ryan Reynolds? Love Ryan Reynolds. Is he a cutie McCute face, Julia? Yeah, he's an aging like a fine wine kind of cutie McCute. Oh, wait, we did cover him. Uh, We did in, in a terrible... In a terrible movie where he's like the best friend of the girl and it's, didn't we? Oh, we did. The one where he's like, he plays a really overweight guy. Yeah. Just friends. Just friends. Yeah, we did. That's it. So he is just drastically more attractive now than he was in that movie. Just Um, like insanely so. (laughs) Have we covered Octavia Spencer? I feel like she's someone we talked about too, but I don't know if we covered her. But Octavia Spencer is in this movie. She plays Kimberly. Um, and I love Octavia Spencer. She's in a lot of great movies like Instant mm-hmm. Family and Hidden Figures. And mm-hmm. uh, what's the one? The Help. The Help? Yeah. Okay. One of the most moving moving characters I've ever seen on displayed on film. Right. Yep. Um, Sunita Mani plays Bonnie, the ghost of Christmas past. She's best known for Mr. Robot and the Netflix comedy series Glow, which I'm so sad they canceled. That was a great show. Um, Patrick Page plays Jacob Marley. We kind of talked about him with our friend April a few weeks ago. He's known for the Broadway stuff. He's played the Green Goblin in Spider-Man Turn Off the Dark, the Grinch in the Touring, How the Grinch Stole Christmas, the musical and Hades in Hades Town. 
He has mm-hmm. a very deep, bassy type voice, and it's awesome, actually. It's really <laughs> wonderful. Ooh, wonderful. Um, <laughs> the Ghost of Christmas Yet to Come is played physically by Lauren G. Woods of the NBA, but he is voiced and acted by Tracy Morgan, who we have covered before. Yes. Um, third there, was some, there was something and uh, the night before. And the night before. Mm. There was something about that voice coming out of that costume that just made me laugh every time he talked. <laughs> uh, because it is a traditional looking ghost of Christmas yet to come, which I appreciated. Marlo Barkley plays Wren, uh, Clint's niece. She doesn't have much to her name. We have Amy Carrero playing Nora. She plays Clint's ex-girlfriend. Joe Tippett plays Owen, Clint's brother. We have Andrea Anders playing Carrie, Clint's deceased sister. Uh, We had some good cameos in here. Rose Byrne, Judy Dench, Jimmy Fallon. Uh, Judy Dench. So the dame judy dench <laughs> so yeah that that's our cast so i feel like this movie has been a long time coming because it was announced in 20 2019 apple won the rights to the script and then i feel like it was announced in 2020 and we thought it was going to come out next year last year but it didn't so i've been looking forward to this movie for a while hmm. but when i watched it for the first time it blew me away which i didn't think a christmas carol could do anymore because we've covered so many versions and it's like how different can they be and i just Mm -hmm. assumed given the trailer this would be like another scrooged type like just modern city version but it is so much more than that and i Mm -hmm. appreciated some of the choices they made like telling the story from the ghost's point of view and uh, some of the choices with the ghosts, which are big plot points, which we'll get into as we talk about the film. But I loved it. The soundtrack has been on repeat on my iPod and my car since the movie dropped. And actually, <laughs> we should we should say we did we should talk about the music. Uh, Dominic Lewis did the score for this movie. He did the Man in the High Castle, Ducktales, Peter Rabbit. Runaway, Monsters at Work, The Addams Family 2, Freebirds. But the actual songs themselves were written by Benji Pasek and Justin Paul, who people will know from La La Land, The Greatest Showman, Dear Evan Hansen. So they have big musical history. Mm -hmm. And this is a high production musical that I could totally see them adapting for the stage one day. But yeah, I loved it. I loved it. Like, I loved everything about it. I was surprised by it. I mean, I definitely got the Christmas feels, which, I mean, more often than not, if we're watching a Scrooge story, we're gonna. Um, but this one is thick with it. Um, I appreciated the originality of some of their choices. Um, I definitely never got bored. I liked all of the music, like all of it. It didn't have a Muppets Christmas Carol dud of a song in it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I said it, um, but it, it was just great. And I think what made it more enjoyable is people that are not typically singing and dancing on stage or screen were singing and dancing on my screen very well, like very well. I just, Will Smith's got a beautiful voice. Will Smith. Will Ferrell. Will Ferrell's got a beautiful voice. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, Ryan Reynolds. I mean, all of them. Everybody did just a really good job. And it had enough tethering it to the original story where it obviously felt familiar. Like beyond just Marley and Scrooge and like the names and tenants, but like even the underlying storyline, right? Um, But it also borrowed from other Scrooge iterations that i love so much there were moments that felt a lot like scrooged which mm-hmm. i really appreciated and it had some easter eggs in it as well that i the feel Christmas like party <laughs> well sure that i feel like they could have shied away from because it seems like an easy win but they didn't and it didn't feel like an easy win it actually felt like oh that was mindful and i quite appreciate that thank you so much yeah i love it, it was almost it was near perfect if not perfect 
I too rather enjoyed this. I was a big fan. I will say I didn't enjoy the non-singers singing as much as I as other people might have. I love the Ryan. I love Ryan Reynolds' character. I found it really funny. I found Will Ferrell funny. Um, they're just not performers, and that was the only thing I would have changed. Is I would have rather had stronger singers in the role of something that's such a big production, right? Mm-hmm. That's so interesting because um, I actually thought, found myself like sitting there watching it, like, "Wow, they're a lot better than I thought they would have been." Like when they cast they, them, they are. But like, go back and look at you know other musicals we've seen. Look at any of Lin Lin Manuel Miranda's productions. Uh, I mean, yeah, there's no you know, comparison. I mean, that's just imagine, comparison. <laughs> imagine, say- imagine Leslie Odom or um, Davi oh. Diggs doing one of these roles, doing this thing. You see what I mean? Like. Yeah, but in terms of casting an A-lister, they blew yeah. Russell Crowe out of the water from Les Mis. Not hard to do. No I comment. Know. No comment. <laughs> oh, that was that was terrible. That was terrible. <laughs> I was going to ask you, Tom, just while you're talking about your when you watched this, you said it was divisive in the Crowe household. Uh, my mom and sister and nephew were here and Christine was watching it and they were all somewhat distracted. So not paying as much attention and none of them liked it. Oh, that's shocking. None of them. I know that's shocking. We did not let Ellie watch it. And in hindsight, I'm really glad we watched that. Yeah. Yeah. That's probably smart. I mean, I will, I will say it has, when you look at Rotten Tomatoes and Imdaba, it has a much lower score than I thought it would, based on how much I enjoyed it. Same. Yeah, me too. I would have put it in the sevens at a minimum. Still low to me, but yeah. we'll get to that. Um. So let's dive right in. Oh, it would be sure. Simple. To boost your market share, we'd rebrand you as nostalgic. Tell your customers you care, but the world is what? What? Tribal. So if you want your sales to soar, it's not enough for folks to love you. They gotta hate your rivals more. As an expert, my advice is feed that hate. His hate is strong. Folks will gladly pay your prices to prove those Christmas killers wrong. Some peace on earth, a virgin birth, and grandpa getting sauced. Every Facebook loving boomer wants to fight a culture war. So tell your core consumer what the hell they're fighting for. So the movie opens up in was typical. Su- yeah, I got a question first. Was the surprise reveal? Of Will Ferrell's actual who he was surprising to y'all in any way? Yes. Yes. Hmm. It got me. Was it not I, to you? I called it early on and told my family that's what it was. Ah, uh, <sighs> it got me. And we'll talk about that reveal later on because I liked that touch in the movie a lot. But the movie opens up typical Christmas Carol fashion. We see the person being haunted, in this case, Rose Byrne, who I love. Mm -hmm. I think she's a delight in every movie. Um, Mm -hmm. Kneeling at her grave with the ghost of Christmas yet to come, saying she'll change, she'll be better. You know, the grave opens up and she wakes up in bed and she's had her change of heart. And we get our first big musical number called That Christmas Morning Feeling. Which kind of introduces us to this world, right? We find out that the ghosts and Marley, it's like almost like a business enterprise. They've been doing this for two centuries, and every year they pick a new soul to be redeemed. And yeah, they spend the year like tracking them down, learning about them, and then Christmas Eve, they scare them straight. But this is such a delightful song. All of them are delightful. Is there really a bad song in the lot? There's like really not. No, there's not. I can't think of any of them that are bad. And like the dancing is really good too, which I really appreciated. Like it's definite like musical dancing because mm-hmm. there's a difference, right? And it's just captivating to me. Yeah. <laughs> the sheer number of people. Uh, and the costume, like the set design and costumes are yeah. really nice too. Yeah. The production value on this is high, very high. What was interesting to me about this 
you know, enterprise, I guess, if you want to call it the ghost run, is that Marley is the same Marley for everyone. You would think it was a different Marley for every person, but yeah, that was curious to me also. He kind of runs the show mm-hmm. and uh, yes. he, he does not. So we find out Christmas present played by Will Ferrell has been eligible for retirement for many, many years, but for some reason he's kind of scared to. Despite the fact that when he retires, he would get a shot at life, living life as a human, alive and well. Mm-hmm. He's scared of, you know, failing at that. So he wants to keep doing the ghost job. And it's cool. We see the Hall of Redeemed Souls, and there are some Easter eggs in there, like Dolly Parton's in there, and mm-hmm. a lot of famous names, which I laughed at. <laughs> so day after christmas or you know they spend the next year scoping out their new soul and they come across clint who Mm -hmm. is what is he he's a media consultant right he's a dirt he's a douchebag yeah (laughs) yeah and and he um he traffics in hate and everything like divisiveness and hate he sings this song bringing back christmas and it's all about like you know like he has a line there's a lyric about you know the baby boomers want to fight a culture war so you have to give them something to fight for and uh, which is very funny and very timely uh and it was all about real trees versus fake trees and right. that made me think of tom i was like oh this is tom's song singing oh, about a real tree oh. <laughs> and as soon as they meet this guy or see this guy christmas prison chooses him he's like this is the guy we want to redeem and marley's like "Mm, nope this guy's unredeemable we've only redeemed one unredeemable ever Mm -hmm. and you get you i mean at this point everyone's figures are talking about scrooge Mm -hmm. the original scrooge right we're all on the same page there yeah i think so right yeah but chris's presence adamant like his redemption of a ripple effect you know, if they redeem him, he'll be a positive force for humanity. So they spend a year researching this guy mm-hmm. and building sets from his past, which I thought was cool. They literally build sets. It's like a stage production. Yeah. You see how they build the dreams? <laughs> yep. It's very self-aware about actors and actresses and the biz. Oh, yeah. And I love during Clint's haunting throughout the rest of the movie, Will Ferrell on the walkie-talkie, cut the scene B5B! <laughs> like, things like that. It's very funny. Uh-huh. And they continue watching him all year, and we find out more about Clint the closer they get to Christmas. So when we meet Clint, we also meet his niece and his assistant and everything. Why don't you tell us a little bit about them, Julia? Um. So his assistant is um, Octavia Spencer's Kimberly. She's super bright, but she is absolutely struggling with her job. Like not doing her job. She's struggling with the nature of her job, which is to dig up dirt on people and to really fuel the fire that Clint expects at, you know, he's good at what he does, um, but he needs people to do that research. Um, So she struggles with it from a moral perspective uh, to that point where she knows she should quit and she should definitely quit and she's going to quit. But the minute she talks to him. She chickens out a little bit. Um, Been there. So we meet Kimberly. We also meet Ren. So Ren is his niece. Um, to say that is his dead sister's daughter. So um, his brother is taking care of the dead sister's daughter, taking care of Ren. Um, and so they're not close, but they're present and her storyline plays plays a very big part in the redemption story on um on clint's side so yeah she's visiting clint because she's running for student council president right and she's asking him for advice and he is like we need to dig up dirt on your opponent even though he's a kid like how old would you say they are like 10 older than maybe Yeah, maybe 10. But uh, and they dig up this video on him, right? That shows him volunteering on a homeless shelter around Christmas, but then mocking them behind their back. Yep. And uh, Clint instructs Octavia Spencer's Kimberly to send the video out. Right. 
Right. Because that's what Clint would do, right? Yeah. We win yep. at all costs. <clears throat> so if you've got dirt on this kid, because this kid is like good grades and really nice and everybody likes him. And he's like, yeah, you're going to lose. So they find the dirt and that becomes her struggle that is all because of Clint. Right. So there's a part of his story, um, Ghost of Christmas Present, where she's trying to make this decision and the decision she makes if she chooses to release this video to social media about this kid um, affects the kid as well. And if there are a wrench into matters, she can see Christmas Present, who is what, you know, he's watching everything unfold for his research and he takes a shine to her. He has like a crush on her. Right. And uh, she can see him. Yep. yep, which never happened before. No. Uh, so that all leads to Christmas Eve, where they, it's showtime. So what happens when Marley shows up to Clint's place, Tom? Clint just doesn't take it seriously. He does not <laughs> elicit any of the reaction you think he would and becomes openly critical of Marley. Mar- poor Marley can't even finish his song. Mm-mm. <laughs> so they send in ghost of christmas past she's immediately smitten with clint and uh <laughs> oh clint, clint. sorry not marley clint yeah <laughs> oh, they're they're smitten with each other they're smitten with each other because what happens when she tries to uh you know work her magic on clint they hook up don't they they sleep together and she <laughs> tells, she tells christmas present i can't I can't do this. You have to step in. (laughs) So Christmas present is forced to uh, do past and present this year. So present takes him into the past to, you know, we see, oh man, why do you talk about his childhood? What was his mother and his sister like? Talk about the Christmas with his mom, where she tries to, she tells him she got him a dog for Christmas. So they go back to this house and it's depressing. And his sister Uh is older and trying to like, take care of him but his mom is an awful awful human being she tells him she he got a puppy there's a dog food bowl or water dish there he's so excited she said it's in the living room he goes running in there the door is left open and she's like oh i guess you left the door open and the dog ran away and he's like well let's go look for it. he's like you know we didn't go look for the dog there was there was no dog but his mom he sees this as his mom teaching him a valuable lesson mm-hmm. yeah it's heartbreaking it's very heartbreaking. Yeah, so everything that, like, present is showing him, like, what shaped him into being the selfish person he is today, he takes it as, oh, this actually helped me in life. Like, mm-hmm. this isn't a bad thing. It forced me to be tough and emotionless and grow up. Um, And that's the case, too, when present takes him to visit his ex-girlfriend, Nora, who broke up with him because mm-hmm. he was selfish. Um, but then he touches a nerve, like nothing is working on this guy. So present decides to skip ahead to, I forget what they call it. It's like a core memory or something. It's supposed to be the memory yeah. that really, uh, that shaped affects him was. the most, that shaped who he was. And he brings him to a hospital room where his sister Carrie is clearly dying. And she asks him to raise, to take her daughter, to take her daughter. And clint what does he do he freaks out here he does not want mm-hmm. to see this memory we don't see the actual memory yet because clint goes running away he and he goes he's running he's a muck you know in in tradition in the traditional christmas carols they're in a dream but this they've actually constructed this hospital it's so a he set. Can like they're yeah it's a set but it's a set that's still magical because he, he opens one door and tries to run out and he comes running in the door across the hall yeah but he somehow ends up in the ghosts like headquarters thing. And this is when President realizes he needs an unconventional approach because the traditional approach isn't working. So he decides mm-hmm. to take him into his own past, revealing that he was the only other unredeemable. He was once Ebenezer Scrooge. Ebenezer Scrooge. And this, I mean, Tom, you called it, but I was shocked by this. I thought this is such a good twist that. I loved the idea I, that after Scrooge well, died, he became one of the ghosts to help other people. Yep. For me, it was that it was so obvious that he he had a connection. He he believed nobody was beyond redemption. 
which led me to believe he was probably the redeemed Scrooge. But Will Ferrell as old grumpy Scrooge was surprisingly good. <laughs> he looked great. <laughs> and his I, attitude, his face, his all I mean, he was just a good Scrooge. He was. He was. But, you know, there's a wrinkle here. We find out around here why he doesn't want to retire or why he's scared to retire. It's that after he went through his own journey with the ghosts all those years ago, he died three weeks later. He did uh-huh. not live long. So he's not even sure whether or not he changed or not or whether he was still kind of in that post-nightmare uh, I'm being good. It's like, you know, when so, somebody... I don't know that he actually felt that. Like, I don't know that he actualized it because the way he looked when Clint was like, how long and how long did you live after that? He's like three weeks. He's like, so you weren't redeemed. You, you didn't have a chance. I mean, like it was only three weeks and you see the wheels turning something, something he said struck a nerve. And I'm not sure I'm convinced that it was that he had actualized that fear yet. Right. But like, I, I'll tell you not only why I appreciated this movie so much, we have seen so many traditional takes on a Christmas Carol whether it's set back then in modern day, whatever, or such a nice touch to have a different take while still being faithful to the core of what that story is. I really enjoyed this whole Scrooge became the ghost after he died. To help people. And I like what happens later too. Yes. So <laughs> while they're in old London though, you know, <laughs> this is probably where, a lot of people's fan favorite song comes in because, you know, presence uptight. He's trying to be good at everything. And Clint is like, you just gotta let loose. Like, you know, some people piss you off and that's okay. You just have to say good afternoon to them. Good afternoon. And they get into this whole musical number called good afternoon. And it's just about, <laughs> it's the best old English insult ever and the song is fantastic but this is again where marley shows up and he orders present you know stick to the script you go you've gone too far for script stick to the script in finishing clint's redemption so present brings clint back to the present and takes clint to his ex who has a husband and kids of her own and she's happy uh, but Clint, you know, now that he got this glimpse into Presence past, he keeps needling him like, oh, you want that family of your own. You're, you know, you're into my assistant. <laughs> yeah, you want you want to come back. But um, nothing that Present shows him has any effect. There's no emotion. Nothing, right? Yeah. But then Present shows him Ren's classmate what happens when the assistant releases a video yeah she sees all of these you like see all of these these things coming across her phone where people are making fun of him he's being bullied like the response is harsh Mm -hmm. very kids are kids are mean kids are mean and this is when present finally forces clint to relive what happened with the sister during her dying moments she wanted him to raise Ren and he said no and pushed him her off on their brother Owen. Yep. Who's like literally the nicest guy ever. He's the nicest guy ever. Yeah. But like we saw in the past, him and his sister are very close, which is why she mm-hmm. asked him. Right. And it's a heartbreaking scene. She's in tears. She's weak. It's very like very hard to watch. Yep. And it affects him this time. I mean it affects yep. him the first time too, but, but really and- gets him. Yeah, it gets him, but also pisses him off because while Presence about to leave him with the ghost of yet to come, Clint, this is where he says again, you know what? You didn't actually redeem yourself. You lived for yep. three weeks. You had no redemption. And if you want to prove that you did, you should take retirement and return to Earth. And right that now affects Present. And Will Ferrell has this beautiful song called Unredeemable here. And, uh, yeah, he he takes retirement and he wakes up human and alive in Clint's apartment. <laughs> in um, Clint's bed. In Clint's bed. Uh, he's never taken a shower before. He's always wanted to. So he takes a shower. He's like, can I do this once a month? 
<laughs> it made me so happy. And me too. And this is where, as well, Clint is uh, having a Christmas party, and mm-hmm. I want to be invited to a Christmas party like that. It's like a Christmas costume party. There yeah. are people dressed up like the Miser Brothers, Cousin Eddie, Hermie the uh, Buddy the Elf, who Buddy, who uh, Will Ferrell runs into and says, "You look." St- stupid because <laughs> he's forgotten people can see and hear him yeah because it's been so long since they have seen and heard him yeah but kimberly is there and uh yes she is they go on this walk by the river together and he asks her on a date also uh, a lovely song yes and this is where clint is taken by the ghost of christmas yet to come who has his own little arc throughout this film, by the way. He's always wanted to, he's always jealous that past and present get to speak and he just gets to point. Mm-hmm. So he's always wanted to talk, but he's unable to. But he shows Clint the future, including what happened to Ren's classmate, which is very dark and very sad. What happened? It made me very sad. Ren is looking on her phone and she looks, something has happened. And we don't know what we in the next scene we're on a we're on a, we're in like a football stadium at a at a school, and we see Ren and her da- her her substitute her dad her uncle yeah um, her dad her uncle yeah it's her yeah looking very very troubled and then we see a shrine like a memorial set up for the kid who committed and, and the implication is he committed suicide like we, yeah it's very apparent he killed himself over what was released. Yeah, right. so Re- so Ren had won the student election, but at the cost of this kid's life, and this is what right. really shakes Clint. And he tries to run away, but <laughs> yet to come forces him back to Earth. Like <laughs> it's hilarious. It's a nice moment of comic relief right after this suicide because he forces him to the grave, and Clint is like, "Yeah, yeah, I know this is my grave. Let me get back to Earth and change this." <laughs> And uh, he's trying to talk. Christmas yet to come. And he finally mentions to say, you've been Christmas caroled, bitch. And he throws it down <laughs> into the grave. And that made me laugh so, so hard. Tracy Morgan has that such that distinctive voice. And oh, hearing, so that co- hearing that come out <laughs> of that big, scary ghost. <laughs> was it was awesome. funny. Every It was funny every time he talked. Yep. And... <laughs> I found it. The thing I thought was really interesting is um, in a Christmas, in every other adaptation of a Christmas Carol, when faced with mortality, Scrooge can't bear it. Right. That's too much. I mean, there's, there's always tiny Tim, but Scrooge can't bear his own mortality. Clint doesn't even care. Like his, his concern for himself is, is non-existent. Putting the, the onus of a child's death on him was, was what did it. It was too much. Well, it reminded me very much of the FX BBC adaptation with um, Guy Pierce. Guy Pierce, where he had that talk at the end where he says, I don't care what happens to me as long as that kid lives. Yep. That's what it reminded me of. And I love that. We yeah, talked about that. I was that one too. of our favorite aspects of that adaptation. And yeah, Clint wakes up and he and present hop in a cab and race to stop Ren from posting the video. And again, one of my biggest laughs of the film, they get to the building where Ren is and they hop out of the cab and the cab driver's just like, good afternoon, as they run away. And Will Ferrell's like, what? What did you just say to me? And he like storms over to the cab like he's about to beat the <laughs> crap out of him. <laughs> but uh, it's a beautiful set piece here because they go up to like this ice rink on top of a skyscraper with like the pink yeah. sky. It's like gorgeous. It is. And, and uh, they catch up to Ren and Kimberly. And this is where they find out Kimberly, you know, she told Ren not to post it already. She's and she's quitting the job. She can't do it anymore. She couldn't. It was when she was forced to go attack a child. She's like, OK, this is too far. I'm out. Yeah. And present is thrilled. And he's like, congratulations, you redeemed yourself. But the big ghost choir he expects to come that's usually heralds that you've changed doesn't happen. And he's confused why. And Clint tells him, like, because I didn't change. I I made up for one mistake, but I didn't change. 
And he tells present, but that doesn't mean life isn't worth living or that I can't change in the future or that I can't keep trying. Mm-hmm. And uh, we can still be friends, but this convinces present, you know what? I am unredeemable. <laughs> like, I clearly didn't change. I died too soon. I didn't change. I need to go back to being a ghost. And he throws himself in front of a bus to and save, is, to save and present. Does, well, what do, Clint pushes him out of the way, and right as the bus is about to hit him, mm-hmm. time freezes. All the and ghosts then we have arrive. Our big cele- then we have the celebration. We have the moment. big finale. <laughs> yep. You did like, it! Congratulations! And they sing a wonderful song called "Do a Little Good," and the lyrics of the song are great. It's about how, like, yeah, you just have to try, and trying. If you try to be a better person, you are a better person that much more for trying. Like it doesn't. You're not going to change in one night. It's about the journey, and that's a nice message. Considering every version of a Christmas Carol is really about that one night changes the person completely. Mm-hmm. But what happens when the song finishes and time starts again, Julia? Well, it's like all sunshine and roses, and everybody's feeling so good about it. Well, time steps back in, and Ryan Reynolds gets plastered by this bus yeah and you see his plastered. body like fly into next tuesday and land in the back of the pickup truck and then he like he hobbles up and shakes it off and he's like man that hurts but guess what you get a total ghost moment where the body is still there and he looks at his body and he's like oh crap what actually happened and marley comes up and explains i mean you know he's like sacrifice without consequence you know, like, can't have that. And this and so, shocked me when I watched it, because I was expecting, like, this to be kind of like the Mean Girls joke, where Gina George got hit by the bus, but she didn't die. Like, I expected right. that. Oh, like, he's, Ron, he's, he's dead. dead. Yeah, he's, very he's dead. a ghost now. And so he sees his sister come out of the light, and Marley keeps telling him to go towards the light. But in true Clint fashion, he's got some dealing to do. Yep. He's like, how's about this? <laughs> and let's he, uh, let's do something more than just this in the future. So what happens? He revamps the whole organization instead of once a year. They're doing it all year long, and like they With have that fancy suit on, present head on, the green. Yeah, they from... have a bunch of ghosts, and he's dating past, much to past relief, uh, <gasps> pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> pleasure is the wrong word. Or is it? <laughs> it's <not. laughs> um, it is not. <laughs> so so which I love throughout the movie where she kept asking, like, present when he's with Clint. Can you smell his hair like... for me? <laughs> <laughs> I find it funny. He took, he, so the original, you know, under Will Ferrell present, it's a very much like traditional box office production. We do one big blot a year. And Ryan yeah. Reynolds throws that out and takes the Netflix approach. <laughs> he totally <laughs> does. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> they have a ghost of, ghost of Ramadan, a ghost of Hanukkah, a ghost of... Yeah. We're going to do all of it. All of it. And That's we right. and flash forward a few years and Present's married now. He is mm-hmm. still alive. He's taken on the name Roberto. <laughs> <laughs> Which was the ridiculous name he gave when... And uh, hi- and him and Kimberly have two kids they are raising together mm-hmm. in the suburbs. And him and present, him and the new present, Clint, are mm-hmm. still friends. Clint actually comes to him for advice when he can't crack a uh, soul. He can't find their weakness. And I like He's that. Friends like, with he, the whole family. Yeah, I. But, yeah, they can all see him. But I loved when he came in and they go in the car in the garage. They lay out their battle plans on the or all their their intel and build a battle plan. It it's basically fun. it's basically like car, the little girl's heartbeat. And Will Ferrell points out, oh, they skipped here somewhere in her twenties. She must have been in love at some point. Yeah, and uh, I love that. We also find out Ren has grown up and got her master's degree from Stanford, which was awesome. Then we kind of get like the curtain call, right? They sing uh, that Christmas morning feeling again, and it's not the characters anymore they're the actors as the characters like the curtain call on broadway yep yep and it's awesome and i love this movie so much it's so fun and so feel good and emotional Mm -hmm. and it was awesome and it felt so crazy it was a beautiful movie yeah it really was yeah and it was funny too i loved we kind of we skipped over if i loved when uh you know because everybody knows the story of scrooge and present is talking to clint like 
you know, there was this boy in the past I saved. I can't remember his name. And Clint's <sighs> like, Tiny Tim. No, it wasn't that Tiny Tim. No, it was like um, Little Larry, Larry or something. Little- <laughs> <laughs> Micro Mike. Doesn't he say that at one point? <laughs> Micro Mike, Little Larry. <laughs> And that just seemed like a Will Ferrell improv. It wouldn't have surprised me if he was just improving all those names. Right, right. <laughs> uh, it was great, though. And this is 100% a Christmas movie. Yep. Absolutely. It and it had its Linus moment, a few Linus moments. Oh, its big one was definitely, I mean, it had big ones. It was good. Mm-hmm. And it's going into my Christmas canon, y'all, for sure. Same with me. I think it is mine. I'm not ready to fully commit yet, though. Not ready to fully commit. So kind of like I'm... Clint. <laughs> I was about um, to say, does that make me present? But no, I'm definitely a ghost of Christmas yet to come. You've been Christmas <laughs> Carol's bitch. <laughs> I am. I, I love that because show. I meant to, I forgot to say, like the reason he's so pissed at Clint. Is because he took away his friend. He got his friend to retire. It's like, yeah. he took my friend from me. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. But yeah, ranking. What are you giving it? I'm going to go 9.8 on this one. Ooh. I'm, coming at, I'm coming in at an 875. And I'm giving it a 10. Nice. I love this movie. Love it. It may be my favorite adaptation of a Christmas Carol. Because it's so different than A Christmas Carol. But still the mm-hmm. same. Like It was just joyous. And I did not expect this year, by the way, hint, hint, to have two amazing new Christmas movies that may crack my top ten. And I'll just leave Ooh. it at that. So that gives us a 9.517, which is a long time since we had a movie ranked that high on our list. Yeah, this was a good one, y'all. But that puts it at number six on our list, right under the Santa Claus and right above by like a less than a point Christmas vacation. curious to see what our listeners think of it if they liked it if they thought it's just because i know our good friend matt spaulding of north pole radio when it came out and i tweeted after first watching it how good it was he was like oh i'm sick of christmas carol adaptations like and i get it there are so many of them but matt if you're listening give this one a chance this one is I, worth a chance it's worth sure. it as you could probably tell if you just listened to this whole episode, spoiler filled. <laughs> it's different <Yeah>. enough. <laughs> <laughs> maybe tell it's too late now, but maybe don't listen to this episode. Watch it first. <laughs> Oops. Uh, but yeah, I'm curious because it is like the most overdone Christmas story out there. I'm curious to see what people think because everyone has their favorite adaptation of a Christmas carol. Everyone has the idea of what that story should be. So where can mm-hmm. listeners let us know what they think of this version? Well, there's one easy place to get to all of our links. It's linktree.com slash to the podcast. Um, that'll take you to our Facebook group, Twitter. If we even have that anymore, I'm not sure that we do. Um, Reddit, all the places, um, which is a really fun time to be engaged in all those different communities um, because I mean, it's Christmas season, so people are more active. Um, it also gets you to Patreon. If for some reason you just really liked what you heard tonight and you want to hear more of us rambling about non-Christmas stuff and Christmas stuff alike, um, you'll find that content on our Patreon. Um, for a minimum of a dollar a month, it gets you access to all the good stuff, um, as well as some different treats at different levels of giving. Um, check our site out for those levels and all the good content that's extra and fun. Uh, and speaking of Patreon, um. I was hoping to have the episode dropped before this episode, but it should be up now. 
I chose our, our so our good friend Natalie Bickle wrote a children's Christmas book called The Christmas Clue, which is adorable. Everyone should pick it up. But uh, I just did a Patreon episode with her where she talks a bit about it. Uh, she reads a little excerpt, uh, and we discuss our top ten Christmas movies. And it's a fun episode, so check it out. Definitely support her. Check out the Christmas Clue, especially if you have young relatives or young kids or anything. Like, I think they will like it. It's such a cute little story. And check out the episode. I don't want to, you know, I love my podcast host, but I think uh, I am much more aligned with Natalie Bickle's 10 uh, top Christmas movies than probably Julia and Tom's list. But it's been a few years, so I don't know what their lists look like now. Um, But yeah, check it out. I think we should work on our top 10 list and do a bonus drop this holiday season of each of our top 10 lists. I would be game for that. That'd be, yeah. that'd be fun. So next week we are staying in the realm of Apple TV originals and we are covering the brand new Fraggle Rock holiday special called Fraggle Rock Night of the Lights. Uh, so I'm excited to return to the world of Jim Henson slash the Muppets. And the week after that, we are covering Disney Plus's original series, The Santa Clauses. And if you want to know oh, okay. how close we are to Christmas, that drops the Monday after Christmas. That's how close we are. Holy so, God. yeah. So, The Santa Clauses. Listeners, let us know what you've been thinking about those episodes. Uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, you know, all the places Julia just mentioned. Because I am curious what you think because i know i mean we did the big award ceremony earlier this year the santa claus came in every number one the best movie so a lot of you are fans of the original so curious what you think of the new one i'm excited too because because we only have 13 days until christmas there's nothing else weeks, y'all that's under two weeks. That's 12 days until Christmas Eve. We are almost in single digits. It's too Ooh. fast. Way too fast. We could just start living out the 12 days of Christmas starting today. Yeah. Sing that song. No, we can't. 12 drummers drumming. Not today, today, but like Bye. podcast today. I'm leaving now because y'all are being rude. No, 12 Days of Christmas starts on December 25th. Oh, it's 25th. after. It's after. That's right. Sorry. I'm tired. Bye. I used to think that I was sure of what made people tick. You strip them down right to their core and find a self-centered prick. I thought when the push came to the shove, I knew just what I'd do. I'd put me before you. But you didn't. I guess I didn't. You can be a cynic and a sinner who can only see the flaws. But even if you lost your way, you don't have to stay a lost cause. So can we do a little good? Maybe give a little more. Work a little harder than we did the day before. It only takes a little good and some doing what you can. Taking every chance to make the choice to be a better man So do a little good Well I have spent each Christmas day obsessed with wrong and right You thought change could only work one way It had to happen in one night But now you know, oh now you know The line of good and bad is not so clean and what we are is something in between It's an everyday decision Two steps forward One step back But if you try to do what's right You're on